Welcome back to Never Alone. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the emotional toll of infertility. And it is very emotional. So there, there's lots to discuss. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just it's it's a roller coaster, it's all-encompassing. You feel every single emotion at different times, and it's a lot. Yes, it is a lot. Um, and I would say for me personally, the roller coaster feeling um, was mainly at the beginning, mm-hmm. not to say that it doesn't carry throughout your whole journey, but um, you just have so many highs and so many lows at the beginning of your mm-hmm. journey, which makes it so hard. Yeah, I think I think part of that has to do with you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, and so you're just so excited and it is exciting because you are getting one step closer. You are getting one step closer to, you know, hopefully meeting your child. But at the same time, there's a lot of disappointment usually along the way. Most people don't have just this straight line path of getting pregnant on their first IUI, for example. Right. Um, So I know you mentioned the roller coaster was kind of in the beginning for you. What I mean, what did that look like? I think you kind of mentioned it before that you like stopped taking tests and things like that. So yeah, tell us more. I would say that um, in the beginning, we, like you just said, we were excited. You know, we were excited for another step closer. Um, the doctors were excited. The doctors were hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is exciting. Uh, but we quickly realized that there was a lot of heartbreak and there was a mm-hmm. lot of disappointment. And um, for us personally, like an ultrasound was not exciting. Mm-hmm. Whereas to some people, you know, it is really exciting. But I think I got to a place in our journey to where we had so much disappointment and heartache Mm -hmm. that I became apathetic. Mm -hmm. And I vividly remember one day my husband coming to me and saying, do you still have hope? And it was kind of hard to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course I said, yes, I do have hope. It's just different now. Yeah, And I do think my hope kind of changed um, and I think that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's okay if your hope changes a little bit. Um, and I think it's because of the up and down roller coaster and just you're getting so used to disappointment and discouragement and it's exhausting. And, you know, maybe a better word would be numb. I honestly probably got to a place of feeling numb and we were just, you know, so devastated and disappointed that uh, the feeling was numb. And another aspect of the beginning period, which makes it so emotional, is all of the waiting. I just remember there were probably three or four times to where, you know, we would go in for an ultrasound and it would look okay. And they would want us to come back in three or four days to check again. And that was okay again. And then we would have to come back in a week and then it ended up not being okay. Or, you know, they would draw your blood and they were like, your levels are not as high as we would like them. Um, but let's just come back in a week and check again. So you have to wait a whole nother week of wondering, you know, is this working out or not? 
And then you come back in another week and they're like, well, they did grow or they did improve a little bit, um, but not as much as we hoped. You know, let's check back again in a week. So that's a whole nother week of waiting of, you know, you're just sitting at home wondering, is this working or not? And you, it's a, it's just, I don't know, there's so many ups and downs to the beginning stages because you're waiting on test results. Um and then they come back. There's no definite answers, if that makes sense. Like you don't, a lot of times it's not uh, immediate. Yeah. And I think that's all really true. And I think for for people maybe on the beginning of their journey, you might be in that place where you're excited and hopeful. And we don't want to tell you not to be um, because everyone's path is really different. So yours might look different. Um, but I, and I, I do think for for me, I think the roller coaster kind of stayed. Um, I think maybe it was less around excitement, like highs and lows, Mm -hmm. but there, there is always, I think for everyone, there is always surprises. Yeah. Um, even for friends who had a pretty straightforward quote unquote infertility journey, there was still surprises. There are still things that are, you know, letdowns or, or better news than you expected in, in rare instances. So, the roller coaster, I think, is kind of a theme. Yeah. Um, How has it felt all-consuming for you in your journey? Yeah, I think the all-consuming piece has gotten better for me. Um, kind of similar to you talking about the beginning. Like the beginning was the most all-consuming for me where I was very distracted. And it was all-consuming in different ways. Like a research, I think... I was just researching everything, researching the fertility foods, the ways that you could eliminate toxins. And I I don't think any of that's bad, but I do think you have to check yourself and and be like, am I becoming obsessed? And mm-hmm. I I was. I was obsessed with that stuff and also with statistics and outcomes and just over researching yeah. um to the point that I mean I feel like I was that's what I was doing during the workday when I was working from home and it was just probably not healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, I honestly think one of the reasons we do that is mm-hmm. because in our minds infertility and IVF is quote unquote not necessarily normal or mm-hmm. natural and the doctors are kind of controlling us to begin with, you know, they're controlling our medications, they're controlling the dates they're controlling our hormone levels. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. So we feel like we can kind of control it too. Yeah. So I think it's natural to do that. Yeah. But it is, it's, I mean, it's all consuming. Yeah. It's this, it's a false sense of control. And I do, I mean, I know that there is research and studies around improving your egg quality and improving your outcomes, but I think it's also very specific to your case and weighing the mental cost. So if you're somebody who's going to stress about it, like, is the stress doing more harm than good? And, and like, for me, I was really strict with my diet. And so it was like, even going out to dinner or something like that, it was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to eat? Like, is there something on my fertility diet here? It just took the joy. It like, we're already robbing ourselves or not robbing ourselves, but we are already being robbed of the spontaneity Mm -hmm. of like bringing a child into this world. And, and then it was like, I was also being super rigid and controlled in other aspects. And, um, I have a, a good friend who's been on this journey for a long time. 
they do not have living children yet. And and she said, like, I used to just put my life on hold. And and that went for scheduling. That went for um, kind of same thing around just like having strict requirements and things. And she's like, I just can't do that anymore, you yeah. know? And I think it it kind of takes this weight off your shoulders that like you don't have to be perfect. You yeah. don't have to carry it all. Um, and I think that that is part of the all-consuming is that you just feel like if you mess up in one area that it could ruin your chances. Right. And I think that uh, brings us to our next point of just the exhaustion of mm-hmm. it all and how tired you are so because exhausting. of it. <laughs> yeah. So exhausting. I mean, it, what do you think is there? It's all exhausting, but yeah. like, what do you think is one of the aspects that's surprisingly exhausting? <laughs> Honestly, I would say all of the phone calls, I know yeah. that sounds silly, mm-hmm. but just all of the back and forth phone calls mm-hmm. with your doctors and nurses. Um, and then the appointments, yeah. I mean, scheduling appointments. I remember trying to always get the 7 a.m.s mm-hmm. because it would be before work, um, or it would just be the easiest, um, to schedule. And of course everybody wants the 7 a.m.s. Yes. Um, but scheduling appointments, yeah. going to appointments, and speaking with a pharmacist um, mm-hmm. that is so emotionally draining, mm-hmm. deciding which meds you're taking, mm-hmm. how to take your meds, when to take your meds, mm-hmm. setting alarms for your meds. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I would just say for me, the exhaustion and tired went around just like scheduling everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a full-time job. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And I on top of being exhausted, I think guilt, guilt and the emotion of being mad Mm -hmm. are two emotions that came up a lot. And I remember feeling both guilty and like irritated that I was tired. I remember being like going through a whole day and just at the end of the day, just being so drained and being so mad at myself for being drained. But when you are thinking about everything we've already covered, which is only the tip of the iceberg of it being a roller coaster, of it being all consuming, of all of these appointments and phone calls and working and being distracted, it is. I mean, it's just sucking the life out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, all the decisions you have to yes. make together is a couple. The There's a lot of decisions that you have to make. And mm-hmm. it's not just um, a light decision. A lot no. of them are heavy decisions. They it are. takes time. Right. So I think, too, just having that discernment when you are exhausted is really hard. Mm-hmm. I remember for us, after our first retrieval, um, our doctor wanted us to do a second retrieval right away. And we were on board. And then, I mean, it took us a while to be like, you know what, actually, this isn't the right time for us to do another retrieval. Um, I'm really thankful that we did have the clarity, but it was hard. It took a lot longer to get there because I think we were just so spent. Yeah. And just kind of going back to the, to like the mad emotion, what is something that you felt like mad or disappointed about throughout your journey? Um, I would say I probably had a hard time with the grief and a lot of 
uh, areas, not necessarily grief with loss, although we did yeah. deal with that, mm-hmm. but grief of, and I keep saying, quote unquote, it not being normal, mm-hmm. but at the time, that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, this is not normal. This mm-hmm. is not the way it should be. Right. This is not fair that we yeah. have to go through this. Mm-hmm. And I had to obviously deal with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um and work through it personally. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of, you know, I'm on these medications that make me feel horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself shots two months in advance mm-hmm. before we can even technically conceive mm-hmm. to have a child. And then you're on those medications, hopefully for 10 more weeks. So I would say for me, that was a really hard thing to grieve is just like the it it's not normal. It's not normal. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel normal and it definitely doesn't feel natural. No, nothing nothing is natural about it. And I think you said something that hit the nail on the head, like the sad, the mad, the disappointed. Those really are all emotions that kind of fall under grief. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about infertility being grief. Like not the lot losses are grief, but like infertility is grief too, yeah. because it's the loss of this dream or idea that you would bring a baby into this world the way that it you know was intended. Yeah. Um for for me I think it kind of falls under the not natural thing but like just the idea of it not being like spontaneous. Yeah. You know, like n- that everything about it was planned and mm-hmm. that like it wasn't like of course this baby will still be created out of love, but it's just, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that made, that made me mad, yeah. I think. Um, and I was jealous that yeah. we, you know, didn't get to have that. And yeah, yeah, I would say there's, and you might be, um, from what we have learned from, you know, friends who've walked this journey, you might, some examples that you might be grieving is you cannot, um, you can't publicly share like everybody else can publicly yeah. share or mm-hmm. you can't surprise your husband with an at-home fertility pregnancy test mm-hmm. like you go in for blood test mm-hmm. um, or you can't surprise with a gender reveal because you just receive the news differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be dealing with the timing of everything. You know, your hopes and dreams were to have a child within this certain timeline or before a certain age. And like that hasn't happened. I think the timeline thing is a good one to bring up because we were going to talk about like triggers and I, I don't know about you, but I do, I get triggered when people talk about family planning. Yeah. And it's it's not really fair because that is a normal thing yeah. that people do. Um, but I'm just like, wow, wouldn't that be nice that yeah. you get to just decide yeah. when you want to have another child or when you want to have your first child. And I think that's just something that we're unfortunately never going to have. Yes. I definitely agree with that too. When a lot of my friends would talk about like, well, we're going to wait till the summer and then we'll start trying. Right. Or what a luxury. Yes. I'm like, what a luxury. Mm -hmm. That's amazing that Mm -hmm. you get to decide that. Right. Um, So it's, it is a feeling of um, unfairness Mm -hmm. and you can be very angry at the situation and the fact that you're having to go through this. So Mm -hmm. I guess our point in saying all this is your feelings are valid for it to feel unfair. Yeah. And I think one of the things we really didn't touch on a ton is the physical process. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you've mentioned that's been the hardest part for you 
Yeah, I would definitely say the physical toll on my body was extremely hard. Um, for one, I hate shots. Yeah. Absolutely hate shots. And um, unfortunately, my husband does too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the beginning, I was giving myself every single shot. And not only that it was physically painful, it was psychologically painful. Um to my mental state, it just, you know, pricking myself every single day in the morning and then at lunchtime and then in the afternoon, it really took a toll on me psychologically. Um, that was just a really hard thing for me to um, work through. Yeah. And I just can't tell you what it's like, but if for one, you hate needles, you hate shots. So the physical pain is one thing, but the emotional they're toll. intertwined. Yes. Of literally looking at my stomach every single morning and having to give myself a painful shot. And then at lunchtime, having to give myself another shot. And mm -hmm. then at dinner time, having to give myself another shot. It's, yeah. It was brutal. I think too, something that people who aren't going through infertility don't understand because they're like, well, like you only do it for a few weeks or what have you. And I, I feel like I can speak to this because I've been through two different types of shots, one for infertility and one for like my blood clotting mm -hmm. disorder. And so that being on the blood thinner, it's hard and actually was more painful physically, but I could justify it because I'm like, this is actually like helping me. It's actually, and, and, and the shots for fertility are helping you too, but it's, it's not like it's curing a, a disease or a diagnosis, if right. that makes sense. It's right. like, we're just pumping ourselves up with hormones. It's every one of those shots is a reminder that like it, you're, you're, you have to do it the way that it wasn't meant to be. Yep. Whereas like having a shot that's actually helping like a medical issue, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well this is help. This is helping me. I don't right. know if that makes sense. It's, uh, it just no, is it easier totally to does. swallow. Yeah. Well, and even the, you know, the shots, um, if for some reason you do get pregnant, mm -hmm. you're obviously very excited, but it's not like, oh, we're pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, we're pregnant and you have to continue the shots daily. Right, right. And you have to continue the meds daily mm -hmm. until, you know, 10 weeks. Sometimes people have to do it longer. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like a continual reminder right. of, wow, this is what we're going through, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that probably deserves its own episode as, you know, once you have gone through infertility and you are pregnant, like it's just, it. that is another thing that you just don't get to experience the same way because that part is, <laughs> in my opinion, it's even almost harder than the buildup because you're like, well, now what? Like there, you're just walking on eggshells. You just, there's so much anxiety and there's a lot to talk through there. But I think it's just like the robbing you of that just pure joy that like we're pregnant and we're not worried that anything might happen and we can kind of just enjoy this time. No, like you're going into a million appointments. Yep. You are still getting blood drives. You're still doing the shots, like mm -hmm. you said. So, um, and I will also add, uh, the pregnancy journey as well that, you know, people struggle with all different types of things through pregnancy. Uh -huh. But when you are in an ultrasound and the technician says something like, oh, you have this, and it's very common with uh, IVF yes. transfers, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, thank you. Right. 
-hmm. Thank you for the reminder again that Mm -hmm. like we probably, this is going on because of IVF. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think it just doesn't go away. Like even once you are hopefully pregnant. Um, Yeah. Another piece of the emotional side is canceling plans. Yes. Um, And it, it kind of falls into all those other buckets of comparison and guilt and sadness. I mean, we have had to cancel so many plans, um, holidays, trips, all kinds of things. And for some reason, that part just doesn't get easier. No, it definitely doesn't. Um, especially when I feel like you're canceling plans and not giving the full yes. um, explanation mm-hmm. of why. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, for me anyways, there's a lot of guilt there because I feel like I'm letting people down and and I feel like I need to explain myself. And there's just so much overthinking that happens. There is. And I will say back to uh, the emotional toll of canceling plans mm-hmm. is... For instance, if you're canceling a plan with somebody you haven't shared everything with, you are trying to navigate, well, what should I say? How Mm -hmm. should I phrase it? Should Mm -hmm. I make up an excuse? Should I, you know, like you're literally. And that's exhausting. It's so exhausting. Like you can't just flat out say, I'm sorry, I can't Mm -hmm. come to this because of. Yeah. You know, my dates. And, and what you just said reminded me of the overthinking is also for work. Yeah. Feeling like, and I was really lucky. I had a very supportive boss, but I still, I mean, there's so many appointments like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have an appointment every single day for the next month, you know, and not everybody is understanding of that. And I don't know that every employer would just be like, okay. Right. You know, it's not that easy. No. And even if they, even if it is that easy, there was still the buildup of like, oh my gosh, like what if they do say something, having to take off work just randomly for different, you know, especially for the egg retrieval, if you do go through the IVF route, like you're out for the whole day and maybe the next day. Oh yeah. Um, And you don't know until the day before. So it's just the mental weight of what you're going to say in those situations is sometimes worse than the situation itself, I think. Totally. And I I vividly remember um, having to tell my boss about our egg retrieval. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if I should just take the whole day or if I should tell her, you know, I'm only going to be out for, I can come in the morning, but then I have to leave early because you're right. You don't know the timing of it, Mm -hmm. which is, it makes it challenging. And you only know the day two days before. Mm -hmm. And same with transfers. Like, you know the day, but you don't know the time Mm -hmm. of your transfer. And so it's the scheduling. It goes back to the scheduling Mm -hmm. and the mental game that's Mm -hmm. just exhausting. And I think maybe the biggest thing, because it's so obvious we didn't even discuss, was (laughs) actually the hormones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you have all this stuff that is going on in your mind, and then you're like the world's most emotional person on top of it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, the hormones and depending on your protocol, obviously, uh, will depend on how many hormones are in your body, but just the standard protocol, it is so much hormone. It's so many hormones and our bodies are not used to it. Mm -mm. I mean, I remember telling one of my friends, she, uh, works in gynecology and I was telling her one day what my levels were. I can't remember if it was estrogen or progesterone. And she was like, Madison, if we got a number like that in our office, we would retest because we would be like, that can't happen. Like your numbers can't be that high. <laughs> I was just telling her, I was like, I know this is how high 
my hormone levels are right now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It really does affect your body. And the egg retrieval, I mean, I've heard so many stories of, you know, horrific stories from their uh, hormone injections and how they look six months pregnant Mm -hmm. and they're not. So you also, that's Mm -hmm. another emotional toll. It's like you're going through treatment. You look six months pregnant and you're out in public Mm -hmm. and you're not, you're just doing an egg retrieval. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point too. I mean, I think we're just like unraveling this little like yarn ball. (laughs) I can keep remembering different things, but it's like looking pregnant, but also the you know, some women do experience weight gain. Mm -hmm. And so like I definitely did. And that was really hard on me because when I, when I did get pregnant, I actually didn't mind gaining weight at all right? because I was like, okay, like this is for a good cause. Like I would do anything. And I still feel that way about going through fertility treatments. But in that moment when you're not pregnant yet and you're gaining weight, you're just like, cool, I'm going through this awful time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good about myself. Um, I don't feel like I look good. I don't feel good. It's just like, it's all of that just is compounding on top of canceling plans on top of thinking about what other people are saying, um, or maybe questions they're asking you. Like you're literally this little ticking time bomb that's has all this stuff inside you. And then somebody might be like, what are you guys having kids? And it's like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for me, exercise is a big part of my emotional Mm well-being and physical well-being too. Like I feel good when I work out. It's Mm -hmm. good for me. It's, I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And there are certain parts in your journey where you, where you will not be able to exercise. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard. Yeah. It's all really hard. And I think these are just a couple examples of, you know, we're definitely forgetting some, but (laughs) of the all of the emotions. I mean, they're all wrapped up in grief and they're all wrapped up in just like comparison and accepting that you're going to have a different path. Um, so, I mean, if you're walking through this and there's there's an example that we forgot or that you've encountered, we, we want to hear from you. And um, we want you to know that your feelings are valid. You're not crazy. Uh, that was a question that I ask myself a lot or that I said, like, I just feel crazy. And you're not. It's it is all encompassing. Um, it comes in waves and it is, it's really heavy. And you're not alone in that. So let us know your experiences. Send us a message on Instagram and never alone infertility. And thanks for listening. <laughs>